This is the Tao of Christ, and I am Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. Others call it non-dual awareness, liberation, enlightenment, or spiritual awakening. It is the heart of all spiritual traditions. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning. This is Marshall Davis. It has been over a month since I last recorded a podcast or a video, and I have had quite a few people email me to make sure that I was all right. So I want to start off by saying that I am all right. The main reason I have not been recording any episodes is because I've been working on this new book that I've talked about. And it's taking a lot longer than I expected. And it's going to take even longer. I am almost finished now with the initial rough draft, but it will take a, a lot more work to get this into a form that is worth publishing. And I've also changed the, the title of the book. The new working title of the book is The Non-Dual Gospel of Jesus. I was originally going to call it The Gospel According to Jesus because this is going to be a gospel written from the perspective of Jesus. But I found out that a lot of people have used that title, although they haven't done it in this way. But still, I wanted this to be a unique title, so I'm going to be changing it to the non-dual gospel of Jesus. I've also been enjoying not posting. I've, I'm not sure that I could improve upon silence, and it's been good just to step back a bit. And in this time, this interim time, I also have been writing more in my in my blog, which I have been talking more about non-duality on than I normally have in the past. Anyway, today I'm going to answer a question that a listener asked me a few weeks ago. I had a, a Zoom conversation with a young man who is a Christian who has had an awakening experience, and he asked me what my first thought was when it happened. No one has ever asked me that question before. In fact, I've never even asked myself that question. And I thought about it for a, a moment, and then I answered him briefly. But the question has been returning to my mind every once in a while, ever since, so I thought I would give a more complete answer here. First of all, there was no thought that came to mind, which is probably why I never even considered the question before. There was thoughtlessness. It was awareness without thought or beyond thought. No thoughts or words came to mind because no thoughts or words could come close to describing this reality. But sometime later, I did begin to think about it. And the first thought that came to mind was, I'm not going to die. Now that was true in two different senses. If you have heard my story, you know that unitive awareness was prompted by a diagnosis by a doctor. 
that turned out to be a misdiagnosis of pancreatic cancer, which is a particularly deadly and and painful form of cancer. So when that diagnosis was later reversed a week later, and I was told they only had a, a bad gallbladder, which they quickly removed, then I thought, I'm not going to die. But that's not the meaning of those words that I'm talking about here. Before I found out that the doctor was wrong, I realized on some deep level that I was not going to die. That who I really was was not going to die because that cannot die. So it's a matter of how you use the word I either as one's mortal self or immortal self. This physical body is going to die and the I as a human ego or self will die with it. In that sense, I am going to die. Jesus died. His physical body died. Your physical body will die. You, in the sense of your body and the psyche, that's along for the ride, is going to die. But your true identity, your true nature, your true real self is not going to die. That was my first thought when I finally came to the point of being able to have a thought. Who I really am cannot die. So I can say, and I did say on that Zoom conversation that my first thought was eternal life. That's the term that Jesus used. At the graveside of his friend Lazarus, where he talked about death with Lazarus's sisters, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Jesus was talking about spiritual awakening, about waking up to life, to deathlessness. Jesus was hearkening back to his own spiritual awakening at his baptism when he realized his eternal oneness with God and his true identity as the Son of God. That teaching of Jesus at Lazarus's tomb, I am the resurrection and the life, he who believes in me and so forth, has been misinterpreted by a lot of people, especially evangelicals, just like the term born again or born of the spirit has been misinterpreted. They've added their own theology and their religious tradition and baggage to it. They say that believe in me means believing all kinds of doctrines about Jesus. But Jesus did not say that. He would never say something like that. Jesus never talked about doctrine, or that you had to believe certain things. Or they will say that believing in him is about inviting Jesus into your heart. Well, Jesus never talked about inviting him into your heart. Or they will say it's about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus never talks about having a personal relationship with him. Those are all later religious interpretations of Jesus' words. 
listen to Jesus' words in the context there in the Gospel of John. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. He makes it very clear there who is speaking. That he is speaking as the resurrection and the life. To believe in him is to believe in the resurrection and the life. And by the life, he means eternal life. And when he calls himself the resurrection, he is referring to transitioning from death to life, from death consciousness to life consciousness. To believe does not mean to accept a bunch of fantastical doctrines without evidence. To believe means to trust. To believe in Christ as the resurrection and the life is to trust that this spiritual transformation that we call awakening or spiritual birth or rebirth is real. The second thought I had after I thought I'm not going to die was is this real? If you know my story, you know that I'm a skeptic. I question everything. My spiritual journey involved deconstructing my Christianity. I question religious doctrines and I question religious authorities and experiences and religion, religious interpretations of religious experiences. So my second thought was is this just another religious experience which I am interpret interpreting as eternal life? And the overwhelming sense was that this was real, that this is real, more real than, than anything else in life. So you could say it was self-authenticating. So I trusted it. That is faith. That is believing in the resurrection and the life. Now, I need to say a further word about resurrection. It just so happens that right now, as I am working on this new book, I am dealing with the Easter story. I'm writing the account of the resurrection of Jesus from Jesus' point of view. In doing so, I've had to re-examine what resurrection means. Now, I've done that before, and I've written about it before, but I'm doing it again as I'm writing this book. Is it is resurrection the physical resuscitation of a corpse? Or is it something else or something more? As I am translating the resurrection story into a non-dual gospel, I am picturing it as something much more than resuscitation. Jesus did not say, I am the resuscitation and the life. He did not use the word for biological life when he said that. He used the word for spiritual life, eternal life, zoe. And talking about the resurrection in the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul makes it abundantly clear that resurrection is much more than 
resuscitation. It is spiritual transformation. Resurrection is the completion of the transformation that begins in awakening, which Christians tend to call rebirth. Spiritual awakening is the beginning of resurrection. It participates in resurrection, but does not exhaust the meaning of resurrection. Jesus was born of the Spirit at his baptism, but on Easter the process was fulfilled and completed. When we wake up to what, who we really are, when we are truly born of above or born of the Spirit and realize that what we really are is not going to die, that is the beginning of a process that continues to unfold throughout our lives and to grow in a certain sense. And it continues through death and after death. The transformation after death is what Jesus and Christians call resurrection. In the Christian tradition, resurrection is more than simply the spirit leaving the body at death and reuniting with God or reuniting with our primordial nature. In the Gospel story, Jesus did not just die on the cross and spiritually ascend to heaven. End of story. The Gospel story continues. And that's what makes the Christian story unique. It says that he rose from the dead. Now, exactly what that means is not so easy to put into words. Is it a visionary experience like the Apostle Paul had on the Damascus Road? Is it a physical experience like Luke's and John's Gospel say? Is it an empty tomb experience only like the Gospel of Mark depicts it as? I think it can be any or all of those experiences. In some way, the risen Christ bridged the gap between physical and spiritual, between physical life and death, and revealed his eternal nature and completed reality to his disciples in the days, weeks, and in Paul's case, even years after he died. Resurrection points to the fact that there is to be a realization of the oneness of all creation at some point in the future. Insofar as there is a future, you know, in a certain sense, time is illusory. But insofar as we can talk about the future, there's going to be fulfillment in the future. That is what the second coming and the new heaven and the new earth that the Bible talks about also point to. Time and space in a physical sense don't really exist, but in a spiritual sense, we sense reality through time and space, and the kingdom of God is going to be fulfilled in this way, both here and now and 
in the future. So it's hard to put into words, even though I'm trying to do that. In any case, this means I'm not going to die when this body dies. Even though I die, yet shall I live. And the same with you. For we are one with the Father, one with Christ, one in the Spirit, one with the All, who is God. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.